So the uh, sense of orientation, and it's the um, requirement which brings up the sense of self. As we need the system needs some orientation, you know, center peace. It seems to be seem to be existing as we arise into presence sense contact phenomena and of course the mind creates a much wider web of phenomena of things remembered, things anticipated things expected, things feared uh, possibilities and so forth so we, as we arise into this uh, conditioned existence then relationship is necessary to sense contact, sense impressions but probably, you know, even more the case to these mentally generated um, field of impressions. Myself, others, what's expected, what's needed, what's possible, how will this turn out to be, and so forth. You know, and all that. So those are all kind of there, signals, ready to signal to us. You know. um, but the important primary place is to establish well, what are they signalling to <laughs> you know so the centre of it all mm. and until, until there's that real centering then it's very difficult to establish a proper relationship because what's being related to, who am I could say you know so before we can assess what we should do or what we need or what's possible we should know well, what we are mm. otherwise it, you're just working on a theory otherwise what I'm supposed to need or what I, other people say I should be or what somebody says the future will be or what somebody, you know, what's that this direct experience means there is a possibility for direct experience rather than inferred experience or deduced experience or direct experience means there must be some quality that's directly present to act as the reference point for experience right? to, is this happening to <laughs> yeah. now what is that Now, you know, it can be that when we point the finger, you know, it's happening to, you know, me, then at the end of the finger, the end of the pointing, there's a little tremble of, of impressions, what I should be, what I think I am, you know, it's not really steady. Uh, it points to something quite nebulous and at the same time its own... What I deserve, my rights, uh, what I belong to, you know, my role, my function as a, you know, my status, my class, you know, refer to some of these. What are these? These are mental generation, mental creations, not necessarily yours, but could be implanted. You know. Whatever, wherever they come from, voluntarily, involuntarily, through yourself or through others, these these 
inferences in plantations which add up to this sort of shifting but repetitive and familiar with certain modes in it me, myself or well, I can't, or well, I don't deserve well I ought to, I'm the one who should or well, I never can, you know uh, I'm not, you know, this kind of thing people want me to, people don't want me to you know, this quality and this is very uncertain ground uh, created ground and it's like quicksand put your foot in it sucks you, it can suck your presence right into these compulsions because I am this I should be that because I never will be this I, I will do that because I can't possibly be this I'll pretend to be that <laughs> you know sort of defences and screens and stuff goes on at the end of that pointing to my to me myself yeah. or it's my right I'm fine you know. uh, so there's a kind of an assertive self but clearly anything that's there is going to affect the relationship isn't it there's a, there's a certain you know um, medium there in the relationship to sight, sound presence, uh, other people of course uh, one's future one's roles and so forth mm-hmm. and so then we're operating in our life through this familiarized self-impression which is established through a whole confluence of influences my rights what I really am what I never will be you know positive negative Mm -hmm. affirmative uh, and so on so we'd like to just you know stop or clear or acknowledge the inferences myself what I what I sense myself as being you know when I sense myself is when I look in the mirror when I sense myself as being when somebody looks at me you know or I'm made a figure of attention what I sense myself as being what I sense myself as being when I'm on my own what I sense myself as being when I think of the future or the past yeah now those could be shifting can't they what I sense myself as being if I went to a discotheque what I'd sense myself as being probably completely out of touch (laughs) (laughs) if I took it like that or I could say here is sight, here is sound here is music, here are people Uh (laughs) here's this so what's this is anything here for me I don't think so at this time but that's neither a condemnation nor anything it's just this is not here this is not where I'm at okay at this time so that the relationship to experience can be something we can negotiate afresh constantly wherever we are don't have to have a sort of strategy to what to do when you're with this or that or the other you just keep checking in
actually at this time with this it's not there for me but this time it might be with this person it might be but now it's not that's no there's no permanence in that there's no judgment in that it's just it's not happening or it is happening or we have business or we don't have business but that it's just it's kind of light because it's understood to be flexible and not some established you know program it's got to be always like this or that or the other so it keeps things spacious in relationship so yeah I, will, I hope to we can explore that or look at that more over the next day and a half um, but to start progressively maintain so the theme really is to maintain this sense of uh, presence to establish a sense of what I've called a primary reference a presence quality a wholeness uh, balance and using the body to get a feeling for that clearly it's not physical but the particular feature of the body is because it can both know an object and know itself whereas the visual sense only knows objects it doesn't know itself can't refer the visual sense cannot refer to the the auditory sense can hear but it can't hear hear hearing you see? but the body can both touch and be touched yeah. in fact it does both at the same time so when you touch something you can feel the quality of the, the object you touch you can also feel the effect of that running up your arm when it feels pleasant or agreeable and you can sit feeling the sense of pressure of the body on the ground and you can the sense sit as that now within that my body feels quite comfortable and relaxed now it's nothing to do with that tactile sensation is it so the body can do both and because of this ability to both be both external and internal you could say using that language then we can use this sense of the internal body which I don't mean you know, looking at the organs but the internal consciousness of the body as a place as a place where we can at least get well this is not a bad place to start with some orientation since I guess wherever I am I'm going to be with this <laughs> for now and when I'm dead I'll find it you know we'll move on maybe it'll be something else but this is a good place to establish it and it's quite possible to bear in mind that maybe that could be the case for the mind the mind both has external functions which is its qualities of assembling cognitive data uh, experiencing emotional arisings having certain directive intentions the ability to remember and it also is, these we might say are to the mind just as sensations and energies are to the body yeah, they are we say the external aspect of that <coughs> consciousness the internal aspect is the ability for the mind to just be aware you know, so I'm using another word of course so that sounds like it's a cognitive phenomenon but it's the ability to be cognitive <laughs> right and so you know, so just placing some of these references into external internal um, so we use, this is why we 
begin with the body because this is the easy place to begin and the most probably the most helpful because you can directly shift your energy through your body and as I'm suggesting quite a lot of the sense of uh, compulsive attachment compulsive bonding to things has an energetic quality energetic we're lifted into sight into speech into we find ourselves almost jumping into it there's an energetic leap into it yeah. or hang or, or then activated by it things are buzzing so I'm buzzing <laughs> right so there's that so something has let has risen and the energy of what's happening around us you know the move goes internal so we feel stirred yeah that's an energetic bond, right? And something, uh, you know, something rises to make that bond and then get activated by what we bond to. And the results can be that when you let go of the bond, whoomp, <laughs> you slump down or you feel, well, wait a minute, what about something else? You know, you see, read, touch, drink something to, because without it you know, oh, I feel disoriented because the energy, the energy has become so associated with external phenomena that as we let go of external phenomena, including external mental phenomena then the centre is vacuous not in a pleasing Open space, but in a, in a like an abysmal. You tumble in, and one doesn't feel grounded. It's quite normal. So much so, the idea, say, you know, of letting go, sounds, you know, it's miserable. Letting go of lovely, interesting things. Mm. And by and large, you know, this is the, one of the big th- things to understand. You know, certainly uh, when I entered monastic training, then just actually letting go of external sights and sounds and doing things and you know stuff one does. The centre was an abyss. You know. <laughs> and then this spinning and then well, suddenly you start thinking to have something to ha- hang on to planning, fantasizing imagining, constructing determining getting annoyed with oneself tribunals of what one did and didn't do <laughs> you know what she is and he isn't and how dare they and what I'm going to do next and think, wow <laughs> you know, where did all that come from it's the something scrambles to get something to hold on doesn't mean if it's, if it's rubbish it's okay rather than t- tumble into the abyss of, of disorientation orientation is such a powerful need yeah. that we will orient around mi- rubbish <laughs> and as you know well I mean the mind just twaddle <laughs> So 
So this need to sort of build up this centre is is powerful, and it doesn't happen overnight. So it's a steady acknowledgement in mind cultivation, year, day after day, year after year, just building up that central orientation, presence, wholeness, balance. I can rest back in that. Takes years. Well, you can keep working on it for a lifetime, really. Until these essentially, essentially, until the energies have found the place they can return to within, not just in an abyss. You need to both establish that and then keep directing them there, and then begin to challenge the notions and the beliefs that keep throwing us out into I got to, I ought to, I need to, I want to, that's great and <coughs> is it? What about this? Isn't where you are pretty good? <coughs> anyway, so that's a orientation because then you know, then, you know, the big picture is if that's there then you're a free person you know, as free as you can be within this world of you know, physical limitation but your heart is free as free as it's going to be in this life because yeah. then you can just move through and stuff happens but you're not thrown into it you're not defending yourself from it you're not blaming it, criticising it's just that's nothing, that's not mine that's not don't need to mess with that. Mm-hmm. So this is the big, big project. But just to emphasise, anatta, not self, does not negate this presence. You know, there's a where the, the Buddha says, and this is present people chitta, and it says, for example, turns, inclines the chitta away from the sense bases, inclines, directs the chitta away from these aggregates, perceptions, feelings, sankara, directs it away from that, saying, this is sublime, this is peaceful, this is the deathless. Right? So, that jitta can be directed to, and it's directed to itself. It's called the supatitta jitta. Titta is, is firm or established. Supa means thoroughly, completely and happily established so happy but thoroughly titta established the thoroughly, happily established titta has no establishment on sights, sounds touch, perceptions, cognitions it does not establish itself there, it establishes itself upon itself hmm? <laughs> anyway <laughs> I think this is just great stuff <laughs> You just to run through. <laughs> oh well. Now I have, now's the now's the work. <laughs> that was the menu. Now, now to get back to the kitchen. <laughs> so. Um,